What's going on, everybody? Welcome again to the fourth episode, the fourth installment of the 572 Podcast. My name is Jay Wright. D Nice Brown. I'm Aldo. Want to thank everybody for your continued support. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate the love we've been getting from everybody. Uh, but as you can tell, we got the full team back. Uh, Dedrick is off of injury reserve, a sickness, whatever that was, but he's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're glad to have you back. Um, glad to be here. I mean, you could have lost your life. Yeah, it's going crazy out here, you know? <laughs> Anyways, uh, glad to have the whole team back, and uh, we're going to have a good time as we always do. Uh, let's go into our shoe of the week. Shoe of the week. I'll go first. Uh, my shoe of the week is the Kobe ones. Mm. The uh, Kobe ones from Nike. You know, he was with Adidas for a while, but he switched over to uh, Nike. And I love his shoe. Uh, his shoes were mad comfortable. Y'all know I like style to a certain degree, but I also like comfort. So Kobe, the Kobe ones were definitely comfortable. And uh, shout out to my guy. Uh, you know, in three days we'll be celebrating—not celebrating. You no, know, we won't celebrate, but we'll be remembering his uh, one-year uh, anniversary of his uh, untimely death. Uh, him and his middle child, Gigi, and the other seven passengers that was on the helicopter. So, uh, my shoe of the week is the Kobe ones. D. Okay, definitely. Well, my bro over here is a Kobe fan. I'm going to take y'all back to the Michael Jordan side. My shoe of the week would be the Ed Jordan Retro 14s. Uh, the Hyper Royal Colors, released in uh, September 2020. Uh, 2020, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the 14s, I have to give it around like a good 9 for comfortability and more mobility also. Um they're really stylish and really comfortable on your feet but they're really not made for um big husky guys i'm gonna say especially because you know they might have big toes you know they might not be able to fit inside the shoe so just like it's a big and tall section for clothes it's a big and tall section for shoes wow that's what you say but that's my shoe of the week the hyper royal jordan 14 retros sorry we don't have feminine feet right <laughs> okay. Um my shoe of the week. Uh not the fourteens. We going to the thirteens. Okay, that's that. Flints. Um uh, I was gonna wear them today, but uh I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to wear with them. So I left them in the <clears throat> I left them to the side, but those are one shoe as a kid that I could never get. Um my father had an art against me, I think, because he went and just gave me the shoe. <laughs> got me every other shoe. I got the the flu games. I had the all the other shoes, but a lot of shoes. I, I think if he didn't like the shoe, if he didn't feel like he wanted to wear the shoe, he wasn't gonna buy the shoe. So those was one of the shoes that he didn't buy because he didn't wear them. But all the other shoes that he bought, he wore, even though they was mine. But so as an adult, I got the flints. I love them. Um, they cost me a nice little chunk of change because, you know, that, re- that resale price something else. But, uh, yeah, I got them, and I, I'll never need them again. 
spell that's my shoe of the week so once again my shoe was the kobe ones dedrick was the jordan 14s and alden's on was uh the jordan 13s yes, uh and going into the member win portion uh can you guys remember your first pair of name brand quote unquote name brand shoes wow. come on bro come on holy cow that we bought no the first pair you ever got oh. that was name brand oh. like i remember mine i was in the fourth grade and my shoe was the larry johnson converses the larry johnson Grandmama. the grandmama larry johnson converses mm. Mm. that was my very first pair of quote-unquote name brand shoes mm. now Mama would lace us with uh, Payless all day long. <laughs> and my dad would, you know, he'd get us some Nikes every now and then. But mm. kind of like starting in middle school when I first started noticing, you know, name, the name brand and stuff like that. Mm. You know, they went out and um, my, my pops had got me uh, the, um, yeah, the Larry Johnson Converse's. Grandma Mom's. Man. Mm. I got to take Holy a look at that. Okay, so... I can tell you the first time that my daddy, <laughs> that he was supposed to get me some name brand shoes and he ended up doing something real reckless. So um, we can make it, let's let's just make it your first shoe memory or okay. your best shoe memory. Yeah, yeah, okay. Eighth grade, I was playing football, um, doing good, you know, playing defense, linebacker, I was doing great. So came time for the season because you know uh but you know they usually start doing all the the football stuff right before school start and so my daddy bought me some hundred dollar nikes and i was like wow i was clean killing it i was like boy i know i'm gonna be killing it for first day of school eighth grade you know this is right before i go to high school man one day i came home Walk in the house. I said, oh, this is Vince Carter's? The Shocks? No, they were Shacks. <laughs> Looking like Vince Carter's. <laughs> he had them went to Walmart and got them from, and got me some Shacks. So, yeah. I ended up with $100 cleats and about $25 school shoes. Thanks, Man. Dad. Love you. I think you got an issue with that man with this old shoe thing. D. Just your first school, your first shoe memory. The pants I got. All right. <clears throat> so uh, I'm just gonna take it that grade, just like Alvin did, you know. Um, I was quarterbacking on the team, you know. Back in the day, I was the quarterback. I'm just kidding. Nah, um, first day of school, man. You know, you got to be the best dress. You got to be the flyest out there. So, leave it up to my mama that still shops at um, City Trend for me. I don't know why. What's going on with her with that? Um, She had said, okay, Dedrick. We gonna get you going for the first day of school. You gonna smell good. Got you. We got some good cologne. We got nice clothes. She said, "I need you to go up there because I just got you some new shoes. They in uh, the suitcase. That threw me out right there. Why would new shoes be in the suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Okay. Uh, that perplexed me with that. <clears throat> so, you know, I'm getting fly, you know, taking the bath. Get myself together, so got to get to the bus. So I got all my clothes on. If y'all hear rattling and stuff like that, it's Alden being fat. <laughs> so in this smacking and the gulping that I hear in this oh uh, earphone, that's Alden being fat. All right. I keep moving I'm, putting, my I'm putting it down, y'all. I'm putting it down. So yeah, I'm getting fly. You know, the last thing a person will always put on will be their socks and shoes. So I got my socks on. I said, Mom, I'm ready to go. I'm hyped, ready. Got all of my friends knocking on the door. I'm opening up the door. What's up, bro? What's up, D? You know, they got their fresh pair of Jordans on. I said, Ma, I got to go. Where my shoes at now? Boy, look in that suitcase. So I unzipped the suitcase. And there was a a, a, um, a box in there. So the box said K-Swiss. <laughs> I said, nah. I know I ain't got no K-Swiss. So I said, okay. So when I went to take the top off the K-Swiss, it had the paper wrapped around the shoe. And I took the shoe out. I said, mama, come on now. My mama got me a pair of LA Gears. <laughs> and she didn't buy them from the store. She got them from the Springfield uh, back out of church. Oh, <laughs> so she got. God. It when, you know, back in the day, our church used to, you know, have stuff that they give away in the lost and found. Why you going to wrap the shoes up in the plastic? <laughs> And then tell me <laughs> go in there. <laughs> so I, she she get I'm like mama come only went the LA gears was green and yellow. Come, come on. on man. So I put the shoes on. She gets mad at me because I don't want to wear the shoes. She's like, fine, I just give them to somebody that's appreciative. Go on give it to my daddy. <laughs> go give it to him. He appreciative. So long story short, my first pair of well, name brand, I don't know if LA gives them back in the day, but whatever. Well, they, people consider them to be name brand now. They were crazy. name brand back then, because I remember, uh, yeah, I'm going to tell you I'm gonna tell you why. Cause okay. Me and my brother had a pair of them when I was in the fifth grade. We had got the Joe Montanas. They were name brand because they was big, it was a big deal or whatever like that. I know I went to school and everybody was like, oh, you got them shoes or whatever like that. Uh, Cause uh, they 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 was the first ones to come up with the shoes that were lighting up. That was yeah, probably yeah. back then as kids or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you Man, right. Let's not act brand new. All of us, we no. just getting into the Jordan game about seven years, mm. so seven years strong in the in the shoe game or whatever like that. But back then, we had to wear what we was given. Yeah, and it was true. hit and miss. Shacks, L.A. Gears. My God, I just he had name brand though. He had listen, Converse. Come on, man. Like I said, please. my mom used to lace us up with, with Payless pay in a minute. Because daddy was on the road the whole time, and mama was El Cheapo, <laughs> south of the border. That was her. <laughs> so, so she was getting stuff cheap, and daddy didn't know nothing about it until, you know, uh, he got in town. Right. And then that's when he would get us the shoes that we really wanted. And uh, my sister would keep us uh, in some shoes, me and Sheldon in some shoes. But I thought you were to talk about K-Swiss because K-Swiss was fire back yeah, in the I day. Say, yeah, I would have took some. K-Swiss, uh, the Reebok Classics. Mm-hmm. I think we just had that conversation. Yeah. Me, you, and Ash had that yeah. conversation about the Reebok Classics and the Air Force Ones. I'll take the uh, K-Swiss. I don't. I just don't care for Air Force Ones like that. Like I'm kick those two. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, let's move on because that's a touchy subject. 
I think for Dedrick. I'm real hurt by that. And Alan, he got some more stories that he gonna share. One day we gonna have just an episode of Dedrick stories. Nah, for me and Alan, because uh, oh yeah, the reactions. Yeah, you got to tell the story about the fight between you and your dad in the, <laughs> in the closet. Come on, man. You between the the triple threat match between you, you your dad, and, and, and a surprise know. guest that fell out. <laughs> He came. He came out the Raptors like Sting did. That man had a whole, a whole bodyguard. It's Sting. An extra bodyguard. It's Sting. Like, man, who are you? I came to protect your daddy. Come on, man. Why you grab my leg? <laughs> oh shoot. Oh shoot. But anyways, let's go into our main topic. Uh, I can venture to say that I think I know my guys pretty well. Uh, if I were to guess. Who our individual favorite basketball players would be, I think I could get it on the head. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna try it and y'all tell me whether I'm right. For Alden, I think Alden's favorite basketball player would be LeBron James. Correct. Dedrick's favorite basketball player probably would be Michael Jordan. Yeah, always. And my favorite basketball player of all time, uh, as you can see, I kind of uh, had that uh, set the tone with my shoe of the week. Kobe. Would be Kobe Bryant. Um, as I stated before, on the 26th will be the first uh, one year of his untimely death. Uh, him, Gigi, and uh, the other seven victims of the helicopter crash. Uh, but if we all have our different reasons of why they're our favorite basketball players, but the reason why Kobe is my favorite basketball player is because I admires I admire Kobe's uh competitiveness I think he is Jordan is a fierce competitor LeBron he's a fierce competitor too but that just that Kobe's competitiveness was so strong that it got its own name which was Mamba mentality right and uh I think Kobe his mentality his focus is what really inspired me in everything that I try to do with this, you know, with, you know, with the ministry that I'm part of, whether it's with my family, which is first, or, you know, any other goals, especially this year, I've determined to have that quote unquote mumble mentality. But with that being said, I think there's a problem. And I was just talking to Keisha about this. My wife uh, on the way here is that, in any arena that you are in, whether it's, sorry to say, church arena, whether it's the sports arena, whether it's the business or whatever like that, you have a lot of people who who are fake, who would claim to be a comrade when the truth is they're really competition, your competition. So that's the the thought that came to mind that's why I, I i wrote the guys and said okay this is what we want to talk about today uh camaraderie versus competition because you know you got a lot of people who who claim to be your friend quote unquote but the truth is they're really competing competing behind your back and they trying to overtake you and and they want to see you fail and uh i don't think that's a, a good look so uh, I just wanted to open that conversation up with the guys and, and get their thoughts on, you know, what they think about the topic of camaraderie versus competition. Um, 
So, um, as a musician, we see it all the time. Uh, you know, especially in Jacksonville, where we stay, uh, where we live and reside, is the competition. It's, it always starts off as camaraderie. You know, if you go to a, uh, a church where you know there's going to be multiple uh, churches that have musicians and, you know, the, the home church, they got their musicians. Then you, you'll you see musicians come in early, stand by the set, look at the set, try to check the set out, see what they got, see what you got and all that stuff. And it go from... You know, we cool, you know, dapping each other up to well, then when you sitting there, and you, if you, you know, you look down the, the line, because everybody want to sit on the front row close to the, to the music, uh, you, you see everybody got something to say, but they sound off, but, uh, man, what, what, what key he playing in? He playing the wrong key. Uh, uh, he transposing, you know, right. He transposing, uh, uh. Bro, that lick ain't even clean, boy. He he playing biscuits like, like it's just stuff like that. And it's kind of like it went from camaraderie to now my band better than your band, and it should never be like that. And, you know, like I said, musicians, you see it more with musicians in the city now because everybody has to one up. If you do a praise break. Uh, I'm going to do a praise break. You, all you song is, uh, if the Jesus in me loves the Jesus in you, and y'all trying to praise break off of that. You know, it's just, it's crazy how, you know, the competition in the mu- in the musician world is, uh, is, like I said, it starts out as camaraderie. Everybody, because everybody know each other, and everybody done played with each other. And so it starts out as camaraderie, you know, What's up, bro? What's up, bro? And then by the time service end is you trying to go for broke because you trying to whoever got most praise breaks or whoever on the drums last or especially one more thing, whoever, whoever passed to be preaching, they feel like they got to come do some. We had a, I had a guy come and play for a pastor he nah, I, I got a nice set. He brought a double foot paddle, another snare, four cymbals, and all the other stuff. And guess what song they played? Break every chain. What you gonna <laughs> What you gonna do with all of that stuff off of one song? Break every chain. Like that's the competition spirit. That I'm talking about. Start off as camaraderie. What's up, bro? You know you got a nice set. Then you go, you go back out to the car after you done looked at the set and go get all of that stuff for one song. I used to hate the musicals, man. Yeah. So. Every drummer had to change out their stuff. For the, <laughs> like, it's the same thing. Yeah. So I'll leave it over to D because we we both musicians and he know what it's like to. Well, yeah, just the figure um, <clears throat> back off there, like he said. It's a name that we used to call it back in the day. We used to call it, um, you know, like Alan said, calling people bro and what's up, bro. And man, teach me that. I, I used to be on the other side of that. You know what I'm saying? Man, show me that lick. Show me that whatever. But um, 
you know, you be like, nah, man, I ain't gonna show you that. But honestly, it's the reason why you never wanted to show nobody that is because you knew the capabilities of the other person. Mm-hmm. You knew that he might pick it up and take it to another level other than you. So back in the day when I was coming up, when you know, back in the uh, Christian mentality days, wow. and, um, wow. um, the high desire days back in all them days, and uh, Mike had a band called One Sound back in the day. We ain't getting nowhere. But oh, one sound. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But that's some shit. Um, we used to we used to call it crab mentality. We still live. Well, we don't use the word like that no oh, more. Oh yeah. But having like the crab mentality, like everybody wants to be better than the next person. Like, don't get me wrong. Be confident in your ability to do anything that comes to your mind. You know what I'm saying? But. You don't have to try to scoop somebody else off their feet just because you know how to do something kind of, and it might sound better than the other person, but in truth be told, I, I learned that it doesn't matter how your sound is versus it's, it matters about how does your heart produce the sound. Mm-hmm. Your heart can make it sound way better than just your skill level with your hands. True. So, you know, that's I, I was one person, like I just said, I was a victim of commodity then i went to competition but then i had to learn and that comes with maturity that you learn that hey you, you need to stop trying to be in competition with everybody you know what i'm saying and especially if we all trying to uh make one sound for god right that's another thing that's a whole nother topic within itself yeah yes i no, but I, th- I think uh competition especially in the church arena is just absolutely dumb it's absolutely stupid. And, and you see that even with pastors. I, I tell this story. There was a, uh, I felt, maybe it might have been last year. Okay, so God placed on my heart to start this uh, initiative uh, called the Foot Soldiers Initiative uh, off of a, uh, something that I heard Bishop Virgil Jones Sr. Uh, say at um, Apostle R.J. Washington's funeral. He said a line. He said that <clears throat> R.J. Washington was the foot soldier, foot soldier who would become a general, meaning he started from the bottom and he worked his way up to the top. And a lot of times when he when he said that, I started thinking like, especially cats my age, you got a lot of these young preachers, a lot of these young ministers who uh, want to be apostle or bishop. And you only been preaching for two years. And you only been, you know what I'm saying? You want all these titles. Sure. So you should enjoy the journey to wherever you're going to be, wherever God going to place you. Don't put yourself there. Put, let God take you there yeah. or whatever like that. That's the mentality I have. People, you're going to be a bishop one day. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling trying to be a pastor right now. <laughs> I'm about to get these people my 14-day 14 uh, 14 notice what? Sunday. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> so I'm struggling trying to be a pastor my own self. So I mean, I'm taking my journey step by step, which everybody should. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the idea came to me from what Bishop Jones said was, you know what? We should start something to where young preachers, those inspiring ministers who wanna who feel like they have a calling on their lives, where we come together and we help support one another and we push each other to become better, studying your messages, yeah. uh, giving each other tips on how we can become better workers uh, for the kingdom, for the gospel, whatever like that. So, okay, I had that. I was very inspired. I said, okay, I'm going to do it. I done typed stuff out. 
done got a logo and all that kind of stuff. So then I called two people, two individuals. I called one of my closest friends, Everett, uh, about it. He was like, man, I think that's a dope idea. Let's do it, blah, blah, blah. Whatever you need, let me know, and I'll, you know, I'll do my part or whatever. Then I caught this other cat, uh, and I was like, you know, I want to uh, tell him my idea, whatever. So he was like, yeah, this is a good idea and all kind of stuff. He was like, well, you know, I already, I'm already doing something like that. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, it didn't even matter who was leading it. I was like, that's what we need. Right. So, okay, if you already got that going, I won't worry about my idea. Let's. I'm going to jump on you, jump right, with right. you, and, 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 and let's push each other, whatever, like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll call you. Never heard from that guy ever again. Wow. And it bothers me to this day because that was the idea that God, I believe God gave me. And I'm going to start it. I'm going to do it or whatever. But I stopped because I, somebody else said they, they did it. But what it really was is they didn't want me, me to do it. As Deirdre said, they didn't want to show me how to do it if they knew how to do it because they realized that there's a possibility that that guy or that person could take it to the next level and and outrun me in it so instead of me seeing me as a comrade he saw me as competition and talking about i already i already got something like that so when i said okay well put me on let me know where we can support one another and he didn't say nothing yet hadn't heard from that cat or whatever like that and it's just amazing that even in the church arena Mm -hmm. the preachers or whatever like that we're supposed to be workers together to build the kingdom ain't no, right. it's only one star mm-hmm. it's jesus christ right. i know oprah and and we're not trying to preach or nothing like that oprah and even now steve harvey saying that there's multiple ways to god but no there's only one way right. and i'll stop right there mm-hmm. but we're all supposed to push the star right and because we don't see each other as workers in pushing the star mm-hmm. we see ourselves as a star right, right. we only want to shine for our own selves True. and right. you know i've i've done a lot of cutting back on from pastors because i just feel like man you try to make it all about yourself and that's not what it is and that jump is it's crazy to even think that we got that stuff kind of going on in the church and you wonder why we're in the position that we're in right. and like you guys said y'all even with that in with the musicians and i don't feel like uh, that has no place in the church whatsoever. Uh, but my 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 thing is, I think a lot of times what changes that camaraderie spirit into competition is the fact that we be gullible. We're gullible a lot of times, sure. and you just want to like, oh, what can I do to help or whatever like that? What can I do to assist or whatever right. like that? And then when those guys show you or those people show you their true colors, then he be like, you know what? forget you mm-hmm. it's on now right, so right. every time i ain't trying to think of god i'm trying to prove you prove you that i can outdo you right even with our anniversary church anniversary one mm-hmm. year i don't know if y'all remember i think it might have been year two or whatever like that we had this friday night live service mm-hmm. one guy came and preached it was dope oh, yeah. he did a good job and then every preacher after that tried to outdo one another mm-hmm. And they laugh at me because I uh, passed out. (laughs) Anyway. We ain't going to put you in blessing. Y'all already did. It's too late for all that. I mean, if I fail, I fail. But, I mean, y'all don't. I didn't drop y'all a couple times. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) A guy has dropped y'all a couple times. Make sure I prayed up. I'm prayed up. God, I need you to get them this time. (laughs) Benny Hinnom, God. Oh, my goodness. Anyways. 
but you know they tried to outdo one another and that spirit of performance can't stay in God's presence. It right. can't stay in the, with the, in the spirit of God. And that's why one of the reasons why I think things are the way they is. It's shut down and people got to start all over again. Right, right. Or whatever like that. So if we can just get the lesson of it's not about com- competition. I am not your enemy. You are not my enemy. We are not working against each other. We should be working together. And this is in every aspect of our lives. Right. Uh, I think that we should we can go further when we know our place. That's true. Well, I think, um, I think when you said like working together, I think you also got to watch the people that sound, that manipulate words. And what I'm saying is, you got to be careful about how you hear them because they can also make you be in competition with people too. By saying what they're saying with their words, oh man, you know you better than them. But say you was a, you know, a normal person that just you a team player. You, you love to hang around people. You love to be a part. But you can also have friends and other influencers that will come into your ear and start saying, man, you know you better than them, or you know they can just completely wipe who you are away and place their own beliefs and what they think that you should be into you. And now you're now from camaraderie to now I'm in competition with everybody. And if you don't honestly have like, you know, a, a true, a true outlook on life or know who yourself is or have true friends, godly friends. And some people, I ain't going to say have godly friends. I'm going to say have godly friends, but have regular friends that stable at mine and in mine also to keep you grounded, um, to keep you on the right track and to stay away from those friends that uh, will make you see yourself as you're just so much better than this person, so much better. Like Lajron said, the ultimate goal is we're pushing the star. But now we're living in the days where they're trying to assassinate the star to get rid of him and put their own star in, in place or create their own Nebuchadnezzar's around here. Mm. All right. Elder. Man. Yeah, I mean, I agree with both my brothers and, you know, people, you know, how he was talking about Kobe and LeBron and Michael Jordan. Um, what people have to realize is basketball is a sport. They play a game for a living. Baseball is a sport. You play a game for a living. Football is a sport. You play a game for a living. When you're in ministry, when you're even in the workplace, you don't even have to go spiritually. When you're in the workplace, um, you should you should not carry that spirit of competition. When you're in the church, you should not carry that spirit of competition. Because, like in the workplace, uh, I at my building, you see so many people i would rather get you in trouble get you you know suspended get you written up just so i can get closer to the boss man so the boss man might say hey you get 25 cent raise hey you get you know 50 cent raise when the next the next shiny object that walked through the door boss man gonna forget about you anyway well, and that's the that's the mentality 
even when it, even, like I said, in in church. Well, I I can't I can't say I ain't gonna keep going back to church because that's what that's what we that's what we're from. So that's what that's what I, my best examples are from. So even in church, you know, you see all of these musicians, but then when the next shiny object come in, there's somebody that can hit that crazy shot bump. They gonna forget all about everything you just did, all right. and then they gonna start focusing on that boy sweet, that boy raw. Mm. Uh, I'm finna get him to play for my for my conference. I'm finna get him to play for my church, mm. and then that's how you get all these musicians around the city of Jacksonville can't stay at a church for more than three, two, three months because as soon as somebody say I'm pay you ten dollars more, they gone, and it just becomes a ever going cycle. And the ever going thing, and it's sad how how he was saying how the pastors are, and they're supposed to be the shepherds of the of the house. They're supposed to be taking care of people when, and they're supposed to be having their brothers back. And mm-hmm. a fellow pastor is should you should consider your brother, even if you don't know them, you should consider them a brother in arms, a brother in service, a brother in spirit. Because y'all are working like like we both like both of them said, working towards pushing who the real star of the show is, which is Jesus Christ. And so, but if we're, when you're not doing that, when you're not, you know, when you just worry about, you know, oh he just, you know, when he finished his sermon, he he modulated three times at the, at the end, or oh, they want me to do the altar call, I'm finna get make these people shout like. <laughs> In, you can definitely tell by the way Be honest Y'all can tell by the way That some some of these people pray All I did was ask you to do the altar call If God didn't lead you Ain't nobody trying to book in here I was at one conference And a guy tried to make people <laughs> Shout off an offertory prayer I was like bro Just say thank you right. for those who got to give And let's move on You know you know what I had said though As a being, as being a musician one time It's like a like um Two years back About two years back I had to well, I was teaching um, Sunday school one time, and I said, you know what? I said, us as musicians going to have to give an account to God for how we are making people shout with our music when it's not called for. Oh, yeah. And That's I good. said, I had to learn that I'm responsible for, you know, I might not be the facilitator in the service, but I'm also the part that helps the service push to where it need to go. But when I'm reaching over, looking for they. Exalting God, I'm looking for the shot bump, and I hit the space bar, and the track start, and they just start shouting. I said, "We gonna all have to give an account for just false, actually false advertisement in the in the Holy Ghost. Actually, is what you call it. Yeah. They moving their feet based off of what we plan, and we they trying to get their deliverance, but I'm making them do the huckabuck in in church. Love I don't think some people trying to get their deliverance. Some people just they come to church to dance. Yeah. So if you don't come, if you don't if you don't play the bump. They're gonna be mad and they're gonna mm-hmm. say church was dry. Mm-hmm. Say you I don't even like to play. I don't even like to play shot music. Listen, if I can if I can avoid <laughs> the extra sweat, come on, everybody worship. How you gonna get down to the 260, 240? <laughs> <laughs> I know he just said No, I mean that I'm I'm gonna work out, but shoot, if we can everybody worship, hit these symbols. Hit these symbols. All right, hit the symbols. I'm good with that. I think we should just be I, and I think we all we all do because we all are part of the same ministry that whatever God want to do, we just avail ourselves to him. Yeah. But we can't avail yourself when you got that spirit of competition. Yes, and I think to 
when you think about it, I think that the, the lesson that I've learned in all of this is I've learned my purpose and my place. Meaning when I come into whatever arena it is, church, business, whatever it is, I know my place and I know my reason. And when I know my place and my purpose, I can put people in their rightful place so my emotions don't get involved in it. Right. I was telling Keisha, because uh, I'm part of a radio station now and I'm, you know, right now I'm an intern at the radio station or whatever like that. And he's been letting me get, you know, these hours in and I, you know, I start from six in the morning to 10. And sometimes I go a little later or whatever like that with the with the uh, being on the radio, which I love. But I told Keisha, I know that that's a purpose. It's a reason behind that. I'm not going to put my all in all, meaning I'm not going to give be so gullible to think that it's only so far that man will take you. When right. they get tired of you, they're going to see you as competition yep. and they're going to cut you off. True. So now that I know my purpose, I know my place, instead of them using me, I'm using them. Mm-hmm. Get what you got to get out there and, mm-hmm. and move on. Right. Don't plant your flag. Don't be so. And it's our problem. We so quick to plant our flag mm-hmm. when we hadn't tested the ground that we're on. Right, right, right. 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 Yo, man, that's good stuff, bro. You can be on swampland and you, you, you so. Because everybody's giving you what we talked about last week yeah. attention. Right, right. Yeah, bro. So, because they're giving you attention, you really just so, sell out. But as soon as something falls through, they gonna leave you behind hanging. One thing I appreciate about my, I guess you can consider my mentor in radio, Kevin Postel. When we te- we sat down and we talked the first day, he said, listen, watch your own back. He said, because I got two purposes here. I'm here to make sure that my family eat and I'm sure, here to make sure that this radio station uh, continues on. And if I gotta cut you, for this radio station to continue, right. I'm gonna cut. You. And you know what? Instead of me getting upset and and well, why would you have that kind of mentality? No, I appreciate that because I know right, what I'm right. walking into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm not for the you. Hey, you want these hours? You want these hours? Hey, they consider it free labor. What I'm doing is I'm learning the game. Right. And when it's my time, whatever avenue open up for a larger one, for a larger one to, to monetize this thing, you think you're getting free labor out of larger one? Larger one getting free lessons on how to run this ship. Right. That's true, bro. I said ship. I didn't say that. I was like, oh, but hold on. No. No. He don't cuss. He just said playing his flag on the ground. He not no cussing (laughs) pastor. No. Anyways, I learned my place. So I ain't, you know, y'all see it as free labor, which y'all can consider it good or whatever. But I'm learning the game. I'm learning all these budget stuff. Stuff I see him doing, I keep an eye on it or whatever like that. And it's like I've matured into that to where I don't even carry that whole comrade it's it's all camaraderie with me when it comes right, to that because right. i i've put you in your place right when you put people in your place you don't have to have that competition now i am in competition with somebody mm-hmm. i'm in competition with me right yeah yeah that's good bro. that's the only person you should be in competition with is yourself mm-hmm. and i i'm determined anytime i get up before the people i go back and i watch the tape i go back and i i look at myself i listen to myself or whatever like that. Oh, I pronounced that word wrong. I said that wrong or whatever like that. And I try to make sure that I improve each and every time I get up there. Right. And and that's how you become great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Be in competition with yourself. You are your worst competition. You are your best competition or whatever yeah. like that. But other people, man. <laughs> man, other people are how you, you know, forgetting who you was trying to be them. Right. 
and it's like okay if you you know you solid in what you do but they do something else that's different different don't always mean right but different don't always mean better and we have to get that mentality out of our head that oh they doing something different everybody like them so i'm gonna do what they doing different no that's what make you 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 do this right i do that and that's why they call me for this and they call you for that if 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 i did everything there wouldn't be no diversity there wouldn't be no you know nothing different everything would be the same but you know i don't want to learn how to you know i'm not dedrick is a uh wonderful musician he can play multiple instruments i only know how to play one instrument so guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna become really good or the best that i can be at my one instrument and right. if people can focus on being the best that what they can do then it wouldn't be so much competition i don't think uh, um i agree with what Alan said um you gotta also be careful about paying attention to uh that the assignments that you have kind of per se like pay attention to what you got like what you possess like be the like Lajon say you're in competition with yourself be the master of your own craft mm-hmm. a lot of times that we like to be uh I'm gonna just say it myself cause I don't like to even keep saying stuff about people um a lot of times what I used to do is I do one thing and I see somebody else do it I completely forgot about my own stuff what I was supposed to do cause I wanna do be what do what they doing right. to get the same attention that they got but every time I fell at each time because first of all it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing and I also did it to try to be better than the other person so it, it actually set me back cause I lost time that I should have been investing in my own craft right. back there True. so pay attention to your own craft be like Lajon said in competition with yourself or your own craft and maximize the potential out of that, and it'll take you far. Yeah. I I I I, I think I appreciate how uh, and and this is it feel like we're on the phone talking with one another. How we usually this is just one of our conversations. And, you know, you don't want to make it so spiritual, but it's like if it's if it's as true as it's true. Even Jesus said in Luke, uh, I want to say Luke nine and thirty uh, verse thirty six thirty two. 62 or 63 Luke 9 62 or 63 he said if a man grabs a plow and looks in other words gets distracted he's not even worthy of the work he's doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's the mentality that we gotta have that if I'm gonna commit to this I can't worry about nobody else I can't get focused on I can't let that distract me because just like D said you forgetting what you're supposed to be doing because you're looking at a lick or a, a run somebody else did, and now you don't forgot what you're supposed to be doing. Now you don't didn't set yourself up when it's your turn to play. Now you're getting exposed. Froze. And you're blaming everybody else, but it, I think it, it's uh, it's so important that we get that focus. We get that mentality. Like I ain't in competition with nobody. I'm only competing with myself. And I have a purpose, and everybody around me plays a part of that purpose. Yeah. In a word, in other words, everybody need to know their role. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they gotta shut their mouth too. That's what the rock said. Smell I what he could. Get it out. 
<laughs> I can't even get it out. Smell what he cooking, dog. <laughs> and either sometimes you got to tell your thoughts to shut up. Sometimes yeah, yeah, man. Bro, that's good, man. Cause they yeah. looking at me. Oh, it's such such a. They look how they looking at me or whatever like that. They they distracting me or whatever like that. No, man, stay focused on what you're doing. If you stay focused, man, we believe in the Bible. We say if the, your gifts will make room for you, right. and beyond the spiritual arena, look at it on the outside arena. Beyonce ain't what she at because of favors. She worked on her crowd. Right. Jay-Z worked on his crowd. Right, right. These football players, LeBron, uh, all these people worked on their crowds, and now they who they are because their gift made room for them. We ain't got to go spiritual on them. Just go, you know, go outside. Go secular for a minute or whatever like that. These people are in the place that they're in. Who has longevity? Let me say that. Because there are some people that, that get those positions because of favors and then they don't stay there. Right. And they they they, they uh they suck and they fall off. But those people that have longevity, they have some kind, something to offer. So, you know, that that's that's my thing. You know, you let your gift make room for you. Your gift won't make room if you if your if your uh mindset is looking at everybody else. Right. I agree with you on that. So I think we all tapped out. I think we dropped a lot of good nuggets. Yeah, we did put on a lot of our own uh, podcast. I even wrote down a couple myself to, you know, help me to realize where I'm at in my own life. Also, right. yeah, my stomach uh, is growling, so mm-hmm. I'm about to go ahead and um, <laughs> go ahead and I'm, I'm all tapped out, out and hungry. All that salt you just ate, <laughs> snacking. Listen, it's enough salt, Willie. Snack now. <laughs> All that salt. Tell me what to do. All right, let's wrap this. Let's put this a bow on this thing. I want to yeah. thank everybody for joining us once again for uh, 5702 Podcast. Shout out to my guys, my brothers, always holding down. I appreciate your thoughts and uh, what y'all have to say. I respect and I uh, honor y'all thoughts. And I'm just looking forward to greater things right here on 5702. Y'all stick with us. As we always say, we're going to get better as the time goes forward. So uh, with any further, with no further ado, I'm Jay Wright. D-Nice. I'm Alden. And we want to thank y'all, and we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.